The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host, Loving That Sports Talk, and um, we're back on the show. Got some good stuff to talk about. We're going to get back to talking about some good sports. All positive stuff, you know, everything is positive in the world, and we're going to make this show positive every day, every time we're on it. Uh, we're going to have my guest on a little bit later, uh, former NBA player Reggie Slater. Uh, the NBA just started back up you know, yesterday, you know, there were some great games, and get his take on what he think about it, on what the upcoming season is going to be like, especially when I talk about the Lakers, um, Seems like they're in the world of hurt, you know, only having Kobe this year. So we'll see how far they will go. And we're going to ask Reggie how far do he think, how many more years he thinks Kobe will play this, you know, in the upcoming years. You know, one, two, three, or will he retire after this season? Um, there's a lot going on in the NFL, you know. We got the teams. I mean, if you look at it, you know, everybody talks about Denver as a dominant team. It looks like they're going to go back to the um, Super Bowl, but the problem is over the NFC, which team is going to show up? Um, everybody was saying Dallas, but Dallas ended up losing to Washington this week, which um, everybody's saying because Tony Romo was hurt. But I think as everybody else would say about Dallas is Dallas always start to lose the second half of the season. So... You know, I just think Dallas is one of those teams that at the beginning of the season, they're great. Second half, they show up and they, you know, that's not the team to be. It's not an American team anymore. Let's put it that way. Not my American team. Um, Green Bay lost this week. Everybody thought Green Bay would be one of those top contenders. But as you say, it's still early in the season. Um, There's some teams that could come back. You know, one loss or two loss really not going to hurt you. Um, well, we know those Bears, um, they're done. But this time, that's a, it's a beautiful thing to see those Bears, you know, because they have a great team and um, they're just not clicking together as a team, you know. They're not playing as, you know, I, it looks like when I see them play, they play as individuals. You know, it's not a team game with them. You know, that Jay Cutler, um, most of all the offensive players are upset with, you know, and that is Jay. You know, Jay was the same way when he played for the Broncos. You know, um, there's nothing changed with him. Uh, that's what Denver got rid of him because they seen something in him that, you know, just wouldn't grow with their program. You know, and I think the Bears should have seen that too. But, you know, it's going to take a while. You know, and then, um, I think, you know, they're going to start to learn about Jay. <laughs> Jay's not for their program. Uh, 
going. We know Minnesota over there, they're just Minnesota. They're going through a lot still with the Adrian Peterson, not having a running back, and um, the number one pick on uh, the quarterback, Bridgewater. You know, he's still learning the game. So Minnesota got a few years to go. Uh, we have um, over there, still in that division, Detroit. Detroit's not a bad team. They're winning, but Detroit's winning late. You know, and I don't think when the season's starting to come to the end, winning like they are, it's not going to happen. You know, um, they pull them off wins, coming back, you know. I, I see once the season starts, you know, progressing and teams starting to get to know the players and, you know, clicking together, that um, that's going to hurt Detroit in the end. So I don't see Detroit being one of those strong things that are going to go to the um, Super Bowl over there. Golden Saints, um, never lose at home. But I can't see them, you know, because I don't see them having a home game during the playoffs, so that's what's going to hurt them. They're going to be on the road, and, you know, it's not going to work out for them. Plus, you know, they let a couple of their players um, go there and scroll, and uh, the safety got hurt that they had put all that money into, so, you know, Saints won't be in there either. Tampa Bay is just Tampa Bay. All you can do is go out there on vacation in Tampa. No team. Don't want to be no teams. <laughs> uh, who else we got over there? NFC, we got the my Eagles. You know, those Eagles, you know, they got an offense, but their defense is horrible. You know, they score 50 points, they lose by 50 51. So, not this year, you know, they got to get a better defense. Um, I think in another couple of years, um, Philly will be a contender. Washington has nothing. Um, all it is is just go out there and see the president, see the White House. That's all you can do, watch it. There's nothing for them. <laughs> um, well, we got um, over there still. We got um, Carolina. Carolina's nothing again. Um, Cam Newton had one of his seasons. Um, was up and down. You know, they went some game and lose. He had a good game, bad game. Um, they let the star receiver go. I think that really hurt them. Uh, so Carolina's not going to do anything. Over there in the NFC, it's going to be, it's weird to say, you know. So the team that comes out of there, I still don't see them beating, you know, the Broncos. You know, the Broncos are just clicking on all cylinders. And I think, you know, last year we thought that we went Super Bowl with Seattle. Um, but, you know, um, Seattle, like you say, they're having a bad year. You know, they're not winning the games they should be winning like they did last year. Um, 40 Diners, um, the, the team starting, you know, getting chaos, you know, quarterback situation. Players don't want to play for the coach, and the coach won't out. Uh, Rams is the Rams, I mean. <laughs> They're just an uh, NFL team right now to go watch. Um, Weird, you know, like I say, you know, one of those teams I could just see it might be one of those teams like a Green Bay or I thought Dallas, but, you know, um, Green Bay or the Saints. Super Bowl, and it'll be one of those sorry Super Bowls again, you know. That's what I see. Um, so we'll do the uh, AFC. We'll talk about the AFC. AFC is one of those teams that Denver's going to take over. Uh, New England will give them a um, run for their money, you know, but New England don't have the players on the Jets. On the, on the Jets flying their way out of there, 
so we ain't gonna worry about them. Uh, we got San Diego. San Diego's pretty good. Um, they lost to um, Denver. Denver ended up beating them, but um, that's one of the teams that might could give Denver a fit in the playoffs. Um, it could be any day. Denver's not having one of those good games. San Diego's a team that could take them out. Um, Miami is Miami. You know, go out there and get the sun and the fun. You know, but uh, Pittsburgh, no running game. They're not going to be able to do anything this year, you know. Um, ben is Ben. I think he's going to be out of there the next year or so, you know. So they'll be getting rid of Ben. So Pittsburgh will get rid of that coach this year, too. So they're going to have a new program. Well, she got over there. Buffalo just just winning to be winning to help their fans out in Buffalo. There's nothing else out in Buffalo, you know. So Buffalo is doing they going to make their fans happy. Uh, who else got out there in the AFC? This might be a good contender, you know. Uh, Raiders ain't won a game yet, so I forgot they was the NFL team. So um, we ain't going to talk about them. Kansas City Chiefs, I don't know about them. They've been up and down this year. They had that one great year a couple of years ago and ended up losing the first playoff game, but, you know, I just don't know about them yet. They could make a difference in the second half, but I just don't see it, you know. Um, so, so we do. We uh, take a break and we come back and we have our guest Reggie on the line. But this is James Lovett. We're on Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host for Loving That Sports Talk. And like I told on listeners earlier show, 
while I was just battling uh, my guest from the NBA player, <laughs> Reggie Slater. What's up, Red? I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling the love. Well, good to have you on, Red. I was just battling. Everybody's probably like, what is he talking about? <laughs> Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, Red, before we get started, I got a bone to pick with you, all right? Yes, sir. Now, this will be on the record or off the record. Okay. I talked to Kenny Smith, and he said that, well, I'm not saying who said it, but remember when me and you was in the airport and I seen you? Uh-huh. He said that, somebody said it, said, I'm looking at you like a, a big juicy pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is the, the record off the record, Red? Tell me what's up. What's up, Red? <laughs> the great thing about friends is you can always joke, and I think at the time we were talking about uh, some semi-serious issues, and to break that climate, it's always good to bring a little jovialness <laughs> into the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I heard that started dying last when he told me that. Because I was looking at you, I was like, is that Reggie? You know, I'm looking at you all weird. you like, is that guy going to eat me or what? <laughs> <laughs> that is truly funny. Okay. So, okay, we got that on. We're looking at you like a pork chop. We're looking like a good steak, okay. though. Good steak. <laughs> yeah, pork chop steak is, you know, barbecue chicken is one of those things. Well, <laughs> uh, Red, you know, we, I was telling you on the list before he came on, we're going to talk a little NBA. Let's start off with um, uh, the NBA just started up, you know. Let's start with the um, Lakers and the Houston game. There's a yeah. good thing going through with um, Kobe and um, Dwight Howard. What's, what do you think is going on? Well, you know, my perspective is that Kobe is taking a page from Phil Jackson and he's trying to get in his head. You know, they lost that game and he and Dwight got in an altercation towards the end of the game. So he was sending a little message, uh, referring to him as being soft, questioning uh, a lot of his, uh, his work ethic and whatnot. And, you know, that, that that's going to stick with him until the next time they play. Now, either Dwight's going to pick it up and play with a vengeance or he's going to, you know, be mentally out of the game plan. Is, is, is that true? What I, you know, you read this stuff on, you know, internet and you see those sports. Nobody want to play with Kobe. Is that true right here? And if it is, why do you think that is? Uh, I, 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 I don't know if that's true or not. Sure, some person could have said it, uh, but I don't know if that's representative of the entirety of uh, the free agent. Uh, you know, everybody has an opinion, and just because one guy voiced it doesn't mean that it's right or that it represents everybody. Uh, I, I think it would be hard to play with Kobe because Kobe, from what I understand, has a tremendous work ethic, and he expects uh, his peers to, to, to have that same type of work ethic. And, you know, I think Dwight was more of, um, he's more joking about a lot of stuff, and he didn't take certain things, serious. So, I mean, that's my take on it. Well, let me let me put you on this. Remember we talked with Cliff Livingston and played with Michael? He said yes, Michael worked that was the same like, you know, Kobe, but people wanted to Absolutely. play with Mike, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody wants to be like Mike, and everybody wants to be the guy that wins, but what they see is the results. They don't see the the, the focus, the detail to attention the sleepless nights, all those things that, that 
are unfavorable that lead to a very favorable result. Did you ever play against Kobe, um, Red? Oh, yeah, I played with Kobe. The, I played against him when he was a rookie, and I played against him when he was in his, uh, close to his prime. What did you see while he was on the court? Was it hard working? And no, oh, what did God. you see? Man, before the games, you know, you come out to there an hour before the game starts boosting up, and, and everybody has a shot routine and things that they do in order to get themselves mentally and or physically prepared for the game. Uh, I remember when we played the Lakers, he would warm up so hard, I would think that he's not playing in the game because he's out there going 100, uh, 100 miles an hour, full speed on every drill as if it's, you know, total game speed. And I'm thinking to myself, surely this guy isn't going to play, you know, 30 to 40 minutes. Not after that workout. I mean, he's dripping with sweat. Right. <laughs> and, of course, he go out there and, you know, do what Kobe does. So he has a ridiculously uh, uh, thorough and uh, work ethic. Isn't that kind of what um, people were saying about um, um, Griffin or the Clippers? You know, he's soft and all like that. And then when players hear that, they want to, you know, but that's how, that should get you up to play better, you know, get a little harder, right? Because if you get that thing that all call for, he easy, you know, get him up that, right? Well, absolutely, because it's competition. And, you know, people want to associate with winners. But I think, I, I think, and this is coming from other peers of mine that coach in the NBA, there's a generation of guys who are just unwilling to do the work that it takes. You know, it's like they worked really, really hard to get to the NBA, and when they got there, they said, okay, they rested. And all of a sudden, practice starts at 10, they, they show up at 9.59 or 9.58. Now, success is a, is a way of thinking. It's not a destination. And some of these guys forget that. And the guys that do know that it is a way of thinking and a mindset that you have to have, those are the ones that excel, the Peyton Manning, the Kobe Bryant, the Michael Jordan, those guys that do that much more. So how do we get to, I mean, you said some good rest because I bust my butt to get to Philly. Once I got to relax, I just, you know what I'm saying? And you said, oh, I know. Oh, yeah, and why, why did you see that, though? You know what I mean, Because I did it, and I'm yeah. like, I was so relaxed. I'm like, oh, man, I don't need to do what I had to do before. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's almost like a hard day's work. And at the end of the day, you come home, you want to pop a beer and sit in front of the TV and relax a little bit. And you kind of carry that same mindset on when you get to the NBA. You're like, well, I'm here. I'm amongst where I'm supposed to be. Now I can just chill and just, just uh, you know, just, 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 just fly it out, just go into the stream. And, uh, you know, you can have that mindset, and they'll keep you in the league for maybe two or three years. But the guys that excel and the guys that last long, they, 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 they know that in order to stay on top, because the world is ever-changing, business is ever-changing, sports is ever-changing and evolving. There's always new variables being brought into the formula. They've got to constantly be able to change. And, constant, and to do that, they have to keep that work ethic up. Yeah, you're right. You have to. Uh, and I know that's where I went wrong, but I know a lot of guys does do that, Reg, you know. Oh, absolutely. I did it. I mean, it's intoxicating. When you, uh, and we, we spoke on this before, when 
when you have everything handed to you and your dreams have been fulfilled, you're playing amongst uh, people that you saw on TV, you're flying in jets and going to all these exotic places and meeting all these important people and actors and so on and so forth. It is so easy just to hang out and relax and take a couple of shots and take it easy the next day at practice. And it's very easy to get in that lifestyle. It's very intoxicating. You know, right. but that's, that's the same thing that reportedly Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan used to do to his opponents. Prior to the playoffs, he would always say, hey, man, you're here. I know you worked really hard. You got to the playoffs. It's time to party. And he'd take him out to all the fancy places in L.A. Michael take him out to all the fancy places in Chicago, uh, have him drinking a lot of booze and a lot of, seeing a lot of women. And while they're having a ball, Michael and Magic would leave around 11 o'clock. <laughs> you know, he would stay out all night. Yeah. Because they're enjoying the atmosphere of the playoffs. Uh, a little bit too much. Because the goal isn't really to get to the playoffs. The goal is a championship and nothing else. Yeah, you're right, man. You're so right on that. How did you do when you were in the playoffs? Were your mindset for the playoffs? I mean, did you, you know? You know, in retrospect, I actually haven't been thinking about that uh, last few days. It's funny you bring that up. <laughs> I think when I was playing, I was just, my goal was to make it in the NBA. Okay. And I did that. But I kept thinking to myself, what if my goal was to <laughs> uh, excel, to, you know, be a superstar? You know, but it's in, it's back then, my, my mindset was just to stay on the team and make it to the NBA. And I did everything that would put me in that position. And I succeeded. But what if I would have just wanted a little bit more from myself and said, look, you need to be, you know, transform into this, into something else, something more, something better. You know, and you just said something that made me think. That's all my work. My goal was just to make it. That was yep. it. Yep. I never set a goal beside, like, hey, catch a hundred balls this year. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I understand. But why is the one track mind is that way? Just because it's so hard to make it in this this the sport, you know, and you just want to make it, right? Well, absolutely, because you know when we when we talk about things we want in life, you can't. It, it, sometimes you have to take everything in small, digestible bites. If you look at your goal and you're like, okay, I'm going to come up from uh, my college thing to the NBA to. Uh, from the rookie, from on the bench to getting major playing time to getting to the playoffs to winning the championship. You know, you got to break all that stuff down. It can't happen overnight. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, Red. You're making me think. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's go on. And um, the next thing is um, the, the, the beef between Derrick Rose and um, – um, Carmelo Anthony, you know, the word is Derek didn't want him to play in Chicago, you know. He's, he's, you know, do you see that? Or, I mean, do you see the game tonight then, you know, they going at it, Red? Uh, I can see guys that have different philosophies. Uh, you know, I, I have guys that I, 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 I can see where the beef would be coming from. Uh, I mean, it happened. 
and he can't because Derek wanted to be the superstar Reg, and he know you know, is do the players want to be the main man and they don't want nobody else? I mean, because you look at that what happened with Kobe and Shaq, right? Well, I think it's different philosophy. You know, from what I understand from that whole deal, Carme- uh, uh, Derek didn't want Carmelo to the Bulls because Carmelo is more of a one-on-one player and is less a team player. And once the strategy, once you have a passing football team, you get a stud in there that can run, and all of a sudden your strategy becomes a run as opposed to the pass, that's going to make a couple of people upset that came to the team than the other. You know what I mean? So right. when you have a team full of role players uh, that are expected to contribute their fair share uh, and, uh, uh, and not just watch and be fans on the court, that's, that's, that's one mindset. When you got a group of guys that are still role players but expect Carmel to shoot the ball all the time and them to busy themselves doing something else, that's totally different. So I think where Derek was coming from is that, you know, you got Joaquin and several other players out there that participate and add value to the team. And if, if, if Carmelo takes all the shots offensively, I think is where he was coming from, then that takes away and you're not utilizing the value that these other players bring to the table. And, again, it's just like having a football team with, with, with Peyton Manning or whoever the quarterback is, the third quarterback, and only running running play. You have to utilize, you know, every stud. So you basically you think, you know, your your own opinion that he wouldn't have been a good fit in Chicago. I think that, I think that it would have eventually panned out, and you know there would have been some compromise on several issues, and 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 they would have they would have made it happen. But I think it would have been a a uh, a rocky relationship, perhaps. Uh-huh. I mean, that's almost like with Miami when um, LeBron went over there. You know, at first it didn't work out. But, I mean, somebody had to take the well, back. Well, there was no animosity, though. They were willing to uh, bring uh, him on. Oh, okay. With the problem they had that first year, they, they made it all the way to the playoff. And, you know, it was like, who's the alpha? Who's the alpha male now? Because, you know, big-time players step up in big-time positions. Now, all of a sudden, in situations where Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosh or LeBron James were used to being the man and everybody leaning on him, nobody wanted to step on anybody's toes. Mm-hmm. Now, there can't be a Batman and a Batman. There's got to be a Batman and a Robin and a Batgirl. <laughs> <laughs> and you so, know what they eat, right? Pork chops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, let's, let's talk about Miami. You, you, you went over there with Miami. Um, you know, now you hear that um, LeBron left, you know, because Dwayne Wade was, you know, not playing many games. You think that bothered him when Dwayne Wade wasn't, you know, playing? Or do you think LeBron just knew that it was, like, time to go? Because, I mean, I looked at it, too. Like, it was all on LeBron, and Dwayne, you know, was hurt all the time. Then Boss was just Boss. But you, you think um, LeBron seen that way to get out? Well, here's my philosophy on this, and it might be a little long. Mm-hmm. The 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 four the, the championships that he earned. How many uh, championships did he get? Two or three with Miami? Two, right? Uh, he was two, two. Yeah, the two championships that he earned with Miami were with two superstars. 
in the league. You had Dwayne Wade and you had Chris Bosh. Whether or not Dwayne Wade was a, a, a healthy 100% of the year or not, he still had two superstars on his team. Now, I know LeBron, just like any other superstar of his age or before, wants to be amongst the best. And when you look at guys that were the best, uh, that, that came from teams that probably weren't so great, Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan, they did it with guys. They, they raised the play of guys that probably weren't superstars. They were able to raise their play and the surrounding players around them. There were no bona fide superstars. They didn't, they didn't have a, a Dwayne Wade and a Chris Bosh. You know, Michael had Scotty, but do you think Scotty would have been or got to that elevation without Mike pushing him constantly? You know, so I think him going back to Cleveland with a good team and winning championships, if he won one championship, that would mean more than the two championships he got at Miami with a team that was that was kind of put together you know, that, 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 that didn't go through the struggle, the growing struggles. Well, this is what we're going to do, Red. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more. And plus, I want you to tell us something. I think very interested uh, on Facebook. They had me like, wow, you know. And I know, I think you know what I'm talking about. We'll be right back with uh, James Lillard, my guest, Reggie Slater. I guess, you know, he said he was a pork chop. Right, Red? <laughs> right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? 
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, this is Jack Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. with my guest, former NBA player, Reggie Slate. You with me, Red? Feel the love, feel the love. Before we get back to talk about the NBA, uh, I just want to bring something out that was amazing. I want you to talk a little bit about it. You posted a picture on Facebook with your son. You know what I'm talking about? Whatever that was. That's, that's amazing. I mean, how do we learn to work all that, you know? Uh, which which picture? I post several pictures of my son. What, yeah, which, what was that? Bazooka or something? He's in the Army, right? He's in the uh, Air Force Academy. Air Force, Air Force, yeah. And what was that? Did you, you know, I'm trying to remember which post. Uh, he had some machine that he was sitting on. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, the Air Force Academy had uh, gave a demonstration on help rescue, like when you know somebody's in a, a war or something. It's a war simulation type deal, and and the helicopters that are 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 are, are picking up the guys that are sick. And, you know, while they're picking off the guys that are sick, they got a big gun. I think there's a 50 caliber uh, deal with 50 caliber bullets in it. They're shooting off the enemy. <laughs> so they uh, they came there, and, and, you know, you got a chance to sit on the helicopter and, and uh, you know, sit by the gun and all that type of thing. You didn't get a chance to fire it, but it was pretty awing. Uh, my son said that the, uh, the shells for the gun were as big as his fist, which, uh, you know, makes me think, wow, if that hit somebody or something, whoo. Yeah, that was a real something. Like, wow, that was amazing to see that. You know what I'm saying? How are you liking oh, that? Oh, he's enjoying himself, man. Every time I talk to him, uh, you know, he's got a lot of. One of the things I told him uh, prior to him even going there is, you know, you're gonna have some great stories because college is that transitional period from young adult to adult, and you're gonna find a lot of things about yourself, and uh, you'll see a lot of things from other people. And they make for great stories. And I told him, I said, you know, so much. I look forward to hearing your stories. Yeah, and, you know, uh, even now, early on, he's only been there for five months, I think. And uh, he, he, he's he got some whoppers. He's got some knee slappers. <laughs> well, you know, we got two more, you know, once a month. So we like to hear some of those, Red. Okay, okay. That was that was amazing to see that. I was like, wow, you know. Oh, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's amazing, the, uh, you know, the firepower that the uh, U.S., uh, services has. It's, uh, it's truly impressive. Yeah, it is. I was a shock when I seen it. I'm like, wow. And just, you know, I think a couple of years I've seen, you know, someone was down in Wyoming for a game. Remember, we were walking up to get that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Just, and yep. to see him yep. in that position, like, man, you know, it's, a, it's amazing to see the kids today just doing great, you know? Uh, man, I'm so proud of him because, you know, going to the academy is not like going to a regular college. That's the struggles that you have to to go through. I mean, it's it's a deal where it tests you both academically and physically. You know, when he, he came home a few weeks ago, and uh, one of the first things he said was, "Dad, you want to do a push-up contest?" 
I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> so I'm not trying to do this kind of endurance with some guy that's youthful and he's in shape. No. <laughs> well, like I say, you know, all the friends, I have to go talk to him. Reggie, keep doing what he's doing. Oh, yeah. I encourage the heck out of him. Yo, hey, but um, let's get on. Let's uh, we talk about you know Kobe, talk about uh, LeBron, talk about D Rose. Who do you see this year? You know, um, that's you know. Let's start off with you know um, um, the Pacers. You know, George got hurt. You know, I think their time is over. What do you think, Rick? I don't know, but that's a big piece uh, that's missing from them. They got uh, arguably their most uh, uh, talented offensive weapon. Uh, Lance Stevenson is no longer there. He was a big piece of the puzzle because he was a guy that was willing to step up and defend LeBron no matter what. Uh, they, they've got to do some real searching as to finding a new identity, uh, this year. And so that's a big question mark over there as far as I'm concerned. You know, I'm going to jump off this for a real second, Red, because you brought some, I want to get into it. You know, what's this beef going on with Barkley and Jordan and me, you know? And we all know Barkley. Barkley shoots off at the mouth. I mean, I remember when Barkley was at Philly and I was there and I should hang out with him. He didn't care what he said, you know, who he hurt or what, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> That's I, think, I think, I think, if we're talking about the same thing, I think, I think Michael has gotten in a position where, very similar to what we were saying about guys getting to the, uh, you know, NBA or the NFL played in professional sports, you get intoxicated with the atmosphere of I made it. And from what I understand from listening to interviews, uh, Charles thinks that Michael has surrounded himself with uh, too many yes people and not enough people that are challenging his decisions, not the final decision, but challenging, you know, the early stages of it. You know, because you always have to, you always have to look at every angle to make sure you're covering your bases. But when you got when you don't have anybody of that that can counter uh, to make sure that you're covering all the bases, that puts you in trouble. And perhaps the the the, the recent uh, drafting reflects that. Uh, you, you need somebody that's going to question you, that's going to make you stronger. Uh, because certainly, you know, Mike is you know one of the most mentally strong. Basketballs I've ever heard of, you know, I've, you know, heard my, my share of stories, but uh, in, in in the arena of recruiting players, he, he's a novice. He's not a novice now, but he, he's not to the level that he was as a player. And so, so it, it, nobody's going to say that except for Charles. And you know, Mike probably takes offense that hey, I want you to say yes like the rest of these guys, not go out here and put me on blast. Well, that's like, you know, um, with football with Jerry Jones, on the doubt. You know, nobody challenged him. But you're in that spot where you should be challenged. Am I right, Red? I mean, you were only that Absolutely. Team. Absolutely. Because, because, again, the game is ever-changing. Life is ever-changing. So the way things are going right now, the way football was played in the 1990s is, even though it has the same basic principles, there are a few rule changes that have altered. Uh, you know, from the 60s to the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to where we are right now. So uh, Mike has to, and I'm sure he is, acclimate to the new changes in the NBA, but also have some people around that can 
that can help them and assist them in all that. Well, well, let's put this on you. Hey, you're on a different, you know. So, would you want one of your employees coming to you telling you, hey, you know, let's do this? You know, you're the owner, right? You're going to be like, hey, yep. this is the way I want to do it, right, Red? Well, here's the deal. I am the owner of a, 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 a multi-million dollar business. And I bounce questions off the wall to make sure that I covered all my bases uh-huh. because I want to make sure that there's, you know, I've covered everything there is to think of because there's going to be things that my general manager thinks about that I don't think about and vice versa. So, and, you know, I'm ridiculously hard on myself and sometimes I'm too hard on other people. So I have to bounce things off of him to make sure that I'm not going overboard. And it's just like we were saying earlier, you got to take digestible bites. Well, I'm used to eating a lot of stuff. Yeah. Some people aren't. And as, as, as an effect on that, then it hurts them. You know? So, so what you saying? You think Michael should, So you said Michael should have took that as, you know, a lesson learned or not get upset, you know? I mean. Uh, he, he, should, he, should take it, he, should, he should get his ego out of the way and take it as, and not be so upset. Mm, I, I just I thought this. I thought Charles Barkley should shut his mouth sometimes. You know, that's what I was thinking. Like, wow, you know. Okay. What do you think of that, Red? Uh, uh, Barkley shut his mouth. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Because I think Barkley speak out too much, and sometimes that can hurt a person. You know. Yeah. You know, but but um, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's never gonna happen. You're right. You know, that's just like telling my wife to start spending money. You know, I, yeah. I'm gonna say it a lot, but it, whether it happens or not is left up to be seen. You know. Let's let's take a break, Ray. We come back for a break. We'll talk a little bit more about the NBA. Who you think what those Spurs are going to do? Will they repeat? Well, this is Jay Lovett, my guest, Reggie Slate. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, and my guest for me is player Reggie Slater. You there, Red? Yes, sir. Feeling the love. Yeah. Well, Red, before we leave, you know, on the show, I definitely want you to get out there and people will follow you on Twitter or you get that out there, let them know on Facebook because you got good things going on. I see on Facebook things that, you know, you might have a quote on there or something, you know. So um, <laughs> get you out there with that before we go the show. But another thing I want to, you know, get on and um, talk about with you, you know, one, um, how's your daughter doing the Baylor? Oh, she's doing great. She, she actually just texted me a few minutes ago while we were on air, and I said, babe, I'm on air doing the interview, can I call you back? But she's doing very well, man. She's doing very well at school. That's good. That's good. You know, that that comes from good parenting. You know, your wife, you know, that way we know. If we get that more nowadays, the kids, um, you know, look forward to, you know, the kids growing up and being successful, right, right? Absolutely. The fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. It's very important that you leave those that, 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 and lead and influence people that you want and love in the right direction. Because, you know, the one thing that you have that can help them is experience. And, uh, you know, you want to lead them in the right direction. Definitely. Not to you know. it, but just more of, 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 of the understanding of hard work, uh, the understanding of being a, a person of your word, and all those types of positive attributes. And like I said, you know, that could go a long way. They listen to you rest with the people and you could implement in every household. That would be beautiful, wouldn't it? Oh, my goodness, man. And, and, and here's the deal. You know, I learned a long time ago the difference between counsel and opinion. You know, everybody has an opinion. But I don't go to, a, I don't go to a, one of my mechanics and ask him about doctoral procedures. You know, he only has an opinion. Whereas I go to a doctor and ask him doctoral questions, it, 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 it's not an opinion. You know what I mean? Right. Good stuff. So you got to be careful who you ask. Yeah, that's true. You ain't lying about that. Powerful opinion. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about those um, those spurs. Do you see them repeating this year? I mean, everybody keeps saying they're older. Every year they keep getting older. Tim Duncan talk about retirement after year. Can they do it again? Oh, uh, yeah, I think they can. I think about three years ago, everybody told us that they were too old, about three years ago. And, uh, you know, Pop gets them changing. The game is ever changing. And what he did last season was limit everybody minutes so that it wasn't as taxing on his star players, the Ginobili's, the Tim Duncan's, and whatnot. And instilled a philosophy in all the new guys that was already instilled in the superstars of sacrificing and hard work. Now, all of a sudden, we had a guy that was the MVP of the finals that was not a Tim Duncan or a Ginobili or a Tony Parker, you know? Uh, they have a very good possibility of, of, uh, of, of beating. Whereas I, I don't want to jump. I, I cannot let you go without talking about Cleveland. You know, are they going to match it? I mean, they got Kevin Love, they got LeBron, they got the guard, Kyrie Irving. They got all this, you know. Can they um, take away with it and, you know, 
I mean, when you have all those players like that, you know, all these teams, nobody want to be Indian. Can you see it working out? Well, hopefully, hopefully that ego thing, you know, LeBron's 30 or 31 now, so he understands that, you know, everybody has their place. Uh, you know, somebody has to be the alpha, and then you have to go on down. With that being said, he's been arguably the best player on that team and in the league. And it's interesting because I was talking to a sports writer friend of mine that uh, works uh, in Minnesota. And his whole deal is LeBron and Cleveland are going to be very surprised because, uh, according to him, love is a defensive handicap. Or, you know, and there's going to be a big hole in their winning because his man is going to continue to get off. But, you know, we'll see. I've never heard that prior to talking to this uh, writer. That's funny you said that, too. Uh, I heard that, too, that um, it's going to show that Kevin Love got no defense, you know? Yeah, and, well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, everybody wants to – it's all flashy. You know, you got, you got Irving. He's, he's exciting. LeBron's, you know, absolutely exciting. You got, you know, uh, Love was a rebounding machine. So, but in the end, just like last year, you know, because Miami was very flashy, it's just good solid basketball that wins in the end. Yeah, but look at look at Miami, what they had. They didn't have a point guard like Irving, so now he was my point guard, LeBron, and a four. Is there going to be more problems than what Miami had when they didn't have a point guard? Just, you know? Well, they might they might be more complete as a point guard, but are they as complete in the shooting guard position? Are they as complete in the center position defensively? Because if you don't, if, if Kevin Love isn't playing defense, if they don't have a dominating center, which I think they do have a good defensive center, then we guys going through the hole all day long. Yeah, that is so interesting. <laughs> I'll yeah. the game tonight. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Hey, I ain't got a text earlier to let you know from uh, Cliff Livingston. He's going to be on here with you, but he had to do something. He's like, tell Reds next time I'll be on there with him. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just talking about a friend about traveling up to Indiana. Uh, Indiana. And I said, man, if I do do that, I want to go with Cliff. Yeah, yeah. Well, Reds, you know, you got a lot going on. I definitely want to get this in, you know. Um, you'll be going to Laramie. You want to tell everybody about that? Definitely tell Oh, you know what you've been doing, and um, how to get a, uh, on your Facebook so they can see all your quotes. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal. I'm on Twitter, and I'm I'm public on Twitter. So if you go on Twitter, you know, Reggie Slater, I, I'm there. Uh, you know, go on Facebook, look me up, you know. Uh, uh, leave me a message because, you know, there's sometimes people that friend me, and I'm like, dude, I don't know you. Right. Uh, <laughs> and if I don't know you, then I don't know, you know. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, we're all getting together in Laramie. They, uh, re- they renovated the gym arena. They did some really great stuff. It's going to be a lot uh, more comfortable. Uh, a, a good friend of mine donated some money, and they put a new floor down. They named it after him. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to, me and Theo and a few other people are going to go there to to, uh, to to help inaugurate this floor and, and wish the Cowboys the best of fortune in their future game. How do you see the Cowboys um, this year? What they're going to you know what? What do they have? Good guards, good fourth. They have, you know, they got a senior with Josh. Uh, I forgot Josh's last name, and then you got Larry Nance Jr., who's recovering from knee surgery and worked out really well, really hard. 
And, you know, he's got a few things to, to prove. Uh, he's a tremendous talent. And he can, uh, you know, the great inside presence. And he has a 15-footer. He can stick from the outside. Uh, and they've got a fantastic coach that's, te- that's you know, that's, that's good on the discipline, great on the discipline, and is actually teaching these guys and not just having to run up and down unpurposefully. So they should be a good team this year. Well, Larry, I want to let the listeners know it's basketball season, so we got to have you on once a month if your schedule is able, right? Just let me know. Just, yeah, yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I'm there. If your schedule is we know how it is. But I want to thank you. And like I say, many blessings to you, you know, and all you do for me with the show and just what you teach me in life, you know. <laughs> hey, Always thanks for having me on here. And, and uh, everybody, I hope you all have a great day. And the other thing is, when I heard that, it kind of hurt my feet. I was crying. They said I was eat like a pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being so sensitive. Stop being like Michael Jordan. Stop being so sensitive. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, well, take your gear, Red. Hey, man, man, sit there unhappy like somebody stole his pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.